You're listening to the Mobcast Network. Welcome to the Cult Movie Cantina. Hello, welcome. Hey. Hi, welcome. Hello. Oh, we have the bigger camera this time. I, I just know. realized. Yeah. I'm mesmer. I'm still getting used to the camera situation, <laughs> so it's it's kind of like Caleb doesn't deserve the big one anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, I lost that privilege. <laughs> he did. He did. I was like, no, why are we get this? We're the stars. Why do we get the little baby camera? No, 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 yeah. no. And so we we had to switch that up. All right. I am your Native American pop culture spirit guide, Scotty, and I'm joined by, as always. Your facilitator of fun and lady of libations, Stephanie. Justina, your jellicle jester. She, she who, who knows, knows no, no movies. movies. Admiral. At your service. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is a podcast that talks about uh, your favorite cult films. We add a wonderful libation to them. Woo! And uh, <laughs> we introduce someone who's not seen it. Yeah, that'd be me. That, who thought this was Top Gun. <laughs> I wish it was Top Gun. It was Gun. not Top Gun at all. I would have very much enjoyed Top Gun. We are also joined by our producer, Caleb. What's up, producer Caleb? Hey. Hi. Woo. I watched the movie just before coming here. Oh, wow. Oh, did you? Was it the first time for you? Uh, it's second time. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while seeing this movie. Okay. <laughs> Let me hear your accent. Oh, gosh. Put the bunny in the <laughs> box. <laughs> <laughs> he just like it's fresh for him yeah. too. Right, right, right. right, right. <laughs> so we watched Con Air. <laughs> we all ended up watching it the same night. Like yeah, I saw all, you post about yeah. it. And you said you yeah. like we just watched it. Well, That's I, awesome. I went looking for it and then I, uh, it, I, it was on Showtime. Yeah, and I had just bought two months of Showtime for a dollar. Okay, off oh, Amazon awesome. pro- on Amazon Prime, and so I was like, all right, so. Fortuitous, I'm going to watch it, so I ended up watching it, um, I guess, was it Tuesday night we watched them? I don't remember where we, we didn't have to pay for it, so whatever it was, and I don't have Showtime, right. so it on one of my many streaming platforms, I was able to find so it. So, this is what I do when I'm looking for a movie. There's a website called JustWatch.com, mm-hmm. and so I go to Just Watch, and I'll put a movie in, and it'll tell me what where it's available. Okay. And, you know, where, you know if, you can, if it's streamable for free, or, you know... You know, view with ads or whatever. It's got all those options, and so that's how I watch it. Stuff. Do you ever search on IMDb? Because it tells you on Somet- there. Sometimes, like if if IMDb is like, if if the company has a contract with Amazon, they'll they'll connect them. Okay. Because IMDb is owned by Amazon. Because sometimes they'll have the streaming. Jennifer looks there, so when we go to watch it, Derby Wife will pull up IMDb to see where we can watch yeah. it. Yeah. So we ended mm-hmm. up just getting it on Amazon. So I don't know if it was on anything else. Uh, the fr- I well, I see one that says for if you sub, it's a Fubo. Yeah, Fubo. Maybe yeah. that's what we had. We yeah. we have some we have some weird. Yeah, right now it's Fubo, Showtime, Directv, and I don't know the what. Oh, uh, Spectrum. Isn't it mm. great yeah. we have a producer who can look stuff up? I know. Like he started I saying know. that. I was like, are they answering our questions? He produced right some now? information for us. Right. Well done. <laughs> that's Caleb awesome. doing his job. <laughs> <laughs> He might get that big camera after all. That's <laughs> right. So uh, let's get into this because this is going to be a lot. <laughs> oh, gosh. Let's do it. Con Air from mm-hmm. 1997. It's a year. Directed by Simon West. Written by Scott Rosenberg. It stars Nicolas Cage as Cameron Poe. 
The most po Mobile, man. Alabama name <laughs> ever to come out of Mobile, Alabama. <laughs> That's true. John Cusack as Agent Vince Larkin. John Malkovich as Cyrus the Virus Grissom. Colum Meany as Agent Duncan Mallory, or as I like to call him, Chief Miles O'Brien. Mm. Uh, uh, McLeod Wilson as Baby Odell. Baby O. Odell. Yeah. That's a lot of O's in that mm. name. It's a lot of O's. He must be related to you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that must be a very yeah. southern Alabama name. Probably so. Odell. Uh, Nick Chandler as uh, Billy Bedlam. Uh, Rinoli, uh Santiago as Sally Can't Dance. <laughs> Just my favorite name in the entire movie. Uh, Ving Rains as Nathan Diamond Dog Jones. Dave Chappelle in one of his earliest roles as Pinball Parker. Uh, Steve Buscemi as Garland Green. Danny Trejo as Johnny 23. MC Ganey as Swamp Thing. Monica Porter as Trisha Poe and Landry Albright as Casey Poe, who has had well a, a busy career since she was a little girl. She's been really? a working, she's been steady working. She's working about every year, done a few things. So Anything yeah, recognizable? Probably, but I didn't write it down. There's, okay. I mean, she's been a steady working, working actress. Okay. So well done, little girl. All right. So the year was 1997. Admiral, do you have some fun facts for us? Okay. Well, yes. <laughs> About 1997. <coughs> About 1997. Let's buckle into 1997, shall we? Let's do it. All right. First and foremost, that was the year that we lost Princess Diana. I remember that. I remember so. that, too. Where were you? I was in Colorado. I was in Pensacola. Don't ask me. I don't know. I, I remember we were... Uh, <laughs> I'm a dork. Me and, the, uh, I was, me and the wife weren't married, but uh, we, we were dating. And we were playing uh, live-action vampire, so we were LARPing vampire in Pensacola, oh. Florida, and heard it on the way when I was taking her back home. Well, sp what what <laughs> part of the year does she die? Because I may I have come to Mobile. I want to say it's August. I had it written down somewhere. I thought that might have been. If it was late in that year, I think I had already come back to Mobile. I think the producer's on it. <laughs> Briefly. The producer's on it. He'll f I, I want to say, my guess is August. It, it was okay. August. Oh, look at that. August there 31st. August fact. 31st. Okay, so I, I was back in Mobile by then. So, so other fun facts, uh, so we'll get that out of the way. So I, was, I, just um, I had just turned 20. Um. So let's talk about the popular dating age, shall we? Oh. So I would Jack or Jackson for the boy, and for the girl, I would say Courtney. I will go. Because our kids were born around that time, and they were pop popular names. I will go with William and um, Monica. <laughs> Oh, we're f okay. Was it just because I wasn't close enough? Because that's fair. Thank you, producer Caleb. We've had a problem with that one before. We have. I blame JD. Yeah. When he comes in on the Star Wars show, I think he does something to he it. Does. He does. I'm going to have to start coming and watching what he does. Okay. So, do you want to take a, a gander at the popular baby names? Uh, Good friend. In 97? Correct. Ooh. Kayla, what year were you born? Well, I was born in 94. Okay, so who yeah. were your best friends when you were three? <laughs> <laughs> or, or who, like in your school classes, how many of what name did you have? Let's see. Let's see, I can't. It's Caleb. He's going to be like Luke and Leia. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, I think Kayla was a popular girl name a lot 
around okay. my age. And then for guys, ooh, hunt. Uh, this is fun. Yeah. <laughs> you don't win anything. Just no, kidding. Brian. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So for the names on here, we've got Michael, mm. Matthew, Christopher, and Joshua. Okay. okay. And for girls, we have Emily. Oh, my other daughter. Oh, yes. <laughs> so I knew one of them was popular. Yeah. Jessica, Ashley, and Samantha. Ooh. Do you guys know of a lot of Samanthas? I do. Actually, I, I, I know a lot. I of only yeah. know one Samantha. I know one Samantha. I know a lot of Probably Samanthas. the same Samantha. Probably the same Teague. Yeah. Yeah. It's the only Samantha I know. Samantha, my mom was like, I always wanted to be named Samantha. I thought about changing my name one day. And I was like, okay. Like, that stuck for me, but I didn't really know a lot of Samantha. I didn't know so. any did you, Samantha. Have you ever thought about changing your name? No. Oh, I love my name. I love my oh, name. I love my name, too. Caleb, you like your name? Yeah, I like my name. I, I've never really thought of another name. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just pretty like... Pretty darn happy yeah, with that's my name. Good. Cool. Do you, do, do you know what your parents would have named you if you were born the opposite sex? Ooh. Yes. Uh, uh, matter of fact, my parents thought I was... My, the doctor told my parents I was going to be a boy, and so they bought all boy stuff, and they had me named and whatever... And um, so I was going to be named after my dad. It was going to be Jack, and my middle name was going to be Eric. So Jack, Eric. Jack, Eric. And um, when I came out (laughs) and and was penis free, (laughs) 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 they literally named me on the fly. In oh the man. hospital, like that, Stephanie. They just pulled out of their ass. My, <laughs> my middle name is is um, Jean, technically, and whoa, whoa, wait, wait, wait. Well, because I legally changed it, my middle name. Oh, did you? I did. Um, she did change her name. But I was when I was born, it was Jean. I changed it to my maiden name legally yeah. because when my dad, I'm I'm technically my dad's only child, and so I wanted to keep. I got gotcha. you. The family name. So anyway, long story. Gotcha. Yeah. But but I'm named my middle name. I'm named after my aunt, my mom's sister, whose name is Jean, and my dad's twin brother, whose name is Jean. So, so how's it spelled? It's spelled the female way with the okay. J. But it was like Jean Grey. Yeah, Stephanie like Jean. Jean. Stephanie Jean. Can't get more southern than that. <laughs> Steph- I, uh, Stephanie Jean. <laughs> <laughs> you fit right in this movie. <laughs> right. Um, I was going to be Jody if I was a girl. Jody. So, okay. yeah, so mom That's was one like, of those that could be either or. It was a very, it's a very 70s name, too. It's mm-hmm. a very, you know. Mm. Okay, fun. So, so I, I could have been a Jody yeah. if I was. This would have been a very different podcast. Hi, your Native American spirit guide's Jody. <laughs> yeah, it's Jody. Jody. Okay, <laughs> I'd go by Joe, I think, if I was Jody. That'd be cool to no. go by Joe. Yeah. Um, so my parents had just had my older brother. We're 13 months apart. So I, I didn't take You're long to You're almost an Irish twin. Uh, yeah. So we're like close, and people thought we were twins growing up. But uh, my dad and my mom, like he was just like a month or two. They weren't even pregnant yet. My dad came out and said, "If we have a girl, her name is Justina, but not with a U. It's going to be with an E." And mom was like, "Okay." And when they they got pregnant, and then my middle name is Jereen, which is the family name that's been right. passed down from JJ. Many so yeah. we can call you JJ. You could, yeah. There you Justina Jereen. Anyway, so uh, just a little fun fact about names. Segway. So let's talk about fashion trends. Oh, girl. All right. This is uh, this is super upsetting because most of them have come back. <laughs> <laughs> got denim on denim. Okay. Yep, I've seen a lot of that lately. Chokers and camis. I see a lot of that too. Sheer black dresses and skirts. Yep. Duster coats. Yep. Leather pants. Did these go oh. away? <laughs> and white crop tops. 
There's I see a lot of, of it that yes. my kid has, and she's 14. So. <laughs> I see a lot it's of it. child's wardrobe. Um, something I thought was fun. Uh, we now, I would compare this to Funko Pops, but there's a toy that adults and kids alike collect, and it's Funko Pops. What do you think in 1997 that is connected to oh those gotta be those. the beanie babies that's the beanie babies yeah yeah the, the beanie baby craze right it's like when yeah. i saw that i was like fun for friend or adults or kids i was like those are funko pops mm-hmm. of the yeah. 97 yeah which beanie i did babies. not buy beanie i did not like them i didn't do it i, ha- I, I have i have one still like i hadn't seen him in a while but i have a ghost <laughs> but i haven't seen that's him cute. in a while because he's a ghost it's a ghost <laughs> <laughs> Because, but I bought him because to, to go back to the aforementioned vampire live action role play yeah. we did, I had a character who was a necromancer, and my joke was I would summon my ghost and put the beanie baby in my hand. Oh god! So you have a beanie baby? I had a prop. I had a beanie baby. I had a beanie baby. Fantastic! That's fantastic. I was. I'm still a dork, but man, I was real a dork back then. I had children by then, so I didn't buy a whole lot of stuff for myself. I didn't like. I missed out on. I had. I some, had two children by then. Yeah, I, no, I, no, I still don't have children, yeah, so it's so all, all good. <laughs> all right, so speaking of costumes and dressing up, the favorite Halloween costumes from 1997 were Batman. Slutty what? <laughs> Batman and Robin. Slutty Batman and Robin. <laughs> Tiger Woods was listed. I know. And th- what's funny is it was Tiger Woods, then the next one is Garth Brooks, and that one had a parenthesis explaining that it's a country singer, but there was no explanation on Tiger Woods. Like, you just know who that is. <laughs> but Garth Brooks, we need to explain. So, could, could you do Garth Brooks and Chris Gaines? Could you? Could you remember Chris Gaines? I, well, I don't, I don't, I can't even tell you what Garth Brooks sang. So, you're talking to somebody. Really? You can't name a Garth Brooks song? No. I can't. I know him. I don't. But I don't, I don't know his music. You do enough karaoke. Well, I'm sure I've heard one, but I don't know who sings the one that the one that pops up almost every karaoke, especially when there's uh, uh, drunk white dudes. Uh-huh. I got friends in low places. Oh, that's a Garth Brooks that song. Is, I didn't know that either. That's, I didn't. That's <laughs> like Garth Brooks' most like that's the one that made him famous. Okay, well, um, there you go. He gave that he, that one, the Thunder Rolls, Shameless. He, we, okay, he covered, I've heard some of those. Yeah, then. and so those are all. But I mean, I don't uh, half the time. The songs I hear at karaoke, I've only heard at karaoke. Yeah, right, right. But <laughs> yeah, like, that was sung by karaoke singers. That's <laughs> yeah, exactly. that song. Well, I, I mean, I, I know you probably wouldn't have heard the original, but my point is, like, you know, there's a there's a lot of stuff we hear at karaoke that I like. I've never heard the original, but I know it's a so and so song because of that. Okay. That's what I meant. Fun. Uh, uh, Chris finally. Gaines, though, I want to explain Chris Gaines real quick. Yes. Because I, I clearly you don't remember. Mm-mm. So Garth Brooks decided to be a pop star. Oh. And I think. It was around this time, uh, maybe a little later, but he put out a pop album, but he put out a pop album as Chris Gaines, and he was going to do a movie called The Lamb, and it was about and it, about this character he created, Chris Gaines, and, <laughs> and so he, he hosted Saturday Night Live as Garth Brooks, but the musical guest was Chris Gaines. It's the craziest shit you would want. Oh I wonder if that's God. why he was popular that year for Halloween costumes. I don't know, but it was like, I mean... 97, I don't, I mean, like, Garth, I think Garth's rise is more like 93 to 95, so maybe because of Chris uh, Gaines, because the Chris Gaines thing was crazy. Chris, uh, Chris Gaines was 99. 99, 99. so oh, okay. so we were pre-Chris Gaines, so I'm glad Interesting. We, yeah. Thank you, Caleb. The, I like the one, he, he had one song, that he, one kind of like a minor hit on the on the pop charts. I like, Babyface co-wrote it. Uh, and is it, it Lost in You? Yeah, Lost in You. It's, it's not, but it's it's Garth Brooks singing in this terrible falsetto voice. And so, 
<laughs> wow. All right. I like that he changed his name for it. That was yeah, probably a yeah. good move. That was a good move. Yeah. Uh, the only other one is Spice Girls. Oh, Spice oh, up your life. I used to love the Spice Girls. All right. So we've got a little bit of uh, internet news. <laughs> These are the <laughs> sites that became active in 97. All right. Can we guess? Yes. You can. Um, I'll go Google. Is Google 97? Don't don't ask Caleb. Caleb, you can't. Nope. I'm and not. I'm asking. I'm just. I'm looking at the camera. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just making sure you looked over there. Okay. Like Caleb, you get your finger off that. Ninety-seven. That I'll go. Ga- I'll go Google. I think Google wants you ninety-seven. I'm gonna say Yahoo. See, I was thinking Yahoo too, but I think Yahoo's a little earlier. But okay. Yahoo was earlier because at this point it was one of the only like there wasn't a lot. Yeah, because I yeah. I think like most people, I got my my first internet was American Online. Yeah, I yeah. had AOL. Like yeah. everything, like my email. You've got AOL. mail. Uh, AOL.com. Ask Jeeves. Ask Jeeves. <laughs> Look at you. So um, I don't know about that one. Not to say that it didn't happen. I just don't have no. it written Ask down. Ask Jeeves was but a thing. Google. No, I mean I know, but I don't yeah. know if it's ninety-seven. Yeah. Was. Um, Google.com was registered as a domain name oh, in 1997. Look at that. So was um, WebMD.com came online in 97. Oh, look at that. Okay. Facebook.com came online Facebook. in 1997 mm-hmm. um, on March 28th. Wow. And November 10th, Netflix.com came online in oh. 1997. Uh, yeah. Wow. Wow. And wow. I was off by a year with Ask Jeeves. It came in 96. Uh, oh. Close, though. I'm never so that close. I'm trying to remember. Netflix? That. Netflix was, yeah, I guess, Nef- a whole thing uh, they online. Did, yeah, they were doing the same sort of thing of DVDs more often at the okay. time. Yeah, because you, you know, had to you mail them back right, and forth. I do remember yeah. mailing them And in. you can still yeah. do that today. Like, okay. You, it's just not well known that you can do it today still. Yeah, I remember. I don't um, own a DVR, DVD I'm player. Trying to remember the, I'm trying to Because of Google, I'm trying to think of the search engine I used. Um I use Yahoo a lot. I remember there was like an American Inter something or um, not AOL. It was, but there was one. There was like a spider one. There was something web. I can't remember. And maybe I can't remember. I see what they did there. Spider. Right, right. uh, I I can't remember. But oh well, it's been a long time ago. So that's uh, internet news. Um, What do you think the top five most popular TV shows were from 1997? Oh, Friends. Friends is number four. Okay. If it helps, four out of five are NBC. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Seinfeld. Seinfeld is number one. Yeah. yeah. Well done. Um, ninety-seven. So. Um. Frasier. Oh nope. no! But same like idea. I yeah. feel like. Well, Cheers had already been gone. Or was yep. Cheers? Yeah. Okay. Um. ER. Mm-hmm. Number two. Oh yeah. Mm. <laughs> I'm yep, trying to think of my yeah. I'm trying to think of my M- NBC in '97. Yeah. I figured I saw NBC, NBC, NBC. Law and NBC. Order. Nope. No. Law and Order though is a good guess for any of these kind of questions. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Number five is an ABC one. That doesn't mean Monday Night Football. Me. Monday Night Football. Dun, right. dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So we're missing number three. It's on ESPN now, by the way. Okay. Um. I have no idea. Abbreviated, it's VC. Veronica's Closet? Yes, which I had never heard of ever. Kirstie Alley. That was like... 97. Yeah, Yeah. I guess so. Look at there, Veronica's Closet. And it was a spinoff from... Not a spinoff, but it had an actress from Oh, yeah, 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 Kirstie Alley. Look at there! So, um, 
We have a couple more things. Sure, I'm having fun. If you would like to guess, I didn't put down all of them, but I just wrote down some of the horror movies from 1997. Uh, we could play the guessing game, but I'm sure that there's a collection. These aren't in a specific order. Yeah. Um, so what I have on here is Event Horizon, Scream 2, I Know What You Did Last Summer, Anaconda, I Don't Want None, An American Werewolf in Paris, and I wrote down Alien Resurrection. Yeah. So there's just some that were in 97. All right. We've done Event Horizon on the show. We have, yes. That's probably why it stuck out. Hmm. That would make sense. Why don't I remember that? It was an it early was one. one of like the first it's, it's ones. An early, yeah. it's a, I, think it's a, I think it's the one of the first Halloween ones we did. All right. Now, number one music hits for the year. <laughs> oh, yeah, so boy. So it's just the number one hits. One of them I think is fantastic because it was a number one for six days. Um, <laughs> but for the first one, we have from... December 7th, 1996 to February 21st, 1997. What do you think this one is? Spice up your life. No. Wannabe. Why don't I go, why don't I go with Spice up your life? I don't know, but you're, you're one off for that. So been, it's by, I'm going to start telling you guys who it's written or it's done by. Okay. Tony Braxton. Unchain uh, my heart. Yeah. Unbreak my heart. Unbreak my heart, yeah. Unbreak my heart. This one is from February 22nd to March 21st, Spice Girls. Wanna be. Correct. All right. March 22nd. I'm ashamed of what would Spice of Your Life first. I mean, I like both songs. I don't know. It's just... I think that's the one that's really hitting your heart right, right now. Right now, right now, right now. I'm yeah. in that mood for that was yeah. the most popular to me. <laughs> okay. uh, so we've got from March 22nd to May 2nd, Puff Daddy. Oh, I don't remember any of his songs. Well, we've got two of them on here. Mm. So. I don't so this was after missing you. Yeah, I'm out. No, on this, this one. is before. Is it before Biggie died? Um, I, I sh- no, nah, I don't remember. Can't nobody hold me down. I don't know that song. <laughs> Can't <laughs> nobody do it. Nobody. It sampled that same song. <laughs> so, I remember that. May 3rd to June 13th. Don't speak at once. Hanson. Mm-bop. Mm-bop. Alright. June 14th to August 29th. This is another Puff Daddy. Go ahead, Scotty. Missing you. That is correct. Yeah, so I'll be missing you. Yeah, th- that's okay. after Biggie dies. August 30th to September 12th. The Notorious B.I.G. Hypnotize? More money, more problems. Uh, I, t- I don't know any of those songs. <laughs> All right, hold on. Let's see if we get this one. September 13th to October 3rd. Mariah Carey. All I guess I want to say Dream Lover, but it's earlier. I'm out. Yeah, Honey. Honey, ah, should have known that. All right, now we're on to our sixth day. Number I was hardcore hit. listening to metal and grunge and stuff like that. I was too. I mean, that's probably very so good. But I, this I, one has like a lot of kind of more kind of slower songs <laughs> on here. All right, October fourth to October tenth, Boys to Men. Oh, I love Boys to Men. Um, on Mid and Knee? Nope. Oh, Jamie could answer that. No, oh, it's it's not End of the Road. It's not. I loved End of the Road. It's though. not. Um, 
Motown Philly, it's n- not. I feel like it's one of their Christmas ones. Um, Since it's in Christmas season. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It does have to do with seasons. I don't know it. Four seasons of loneliness. Yeah, no, nah, would yeah, would have never got it. Yeah. Well, they were number one for six days. So <laughs> there you go. October 11th to January 16th of 98, Elton John. Candle in the wind. Candle in, in the, the wind. wind. The, the no, I wonder why. The Dying Heart, the, uh, the Lady yeah. Die version. And to finish up our fun facts for 97, I would like to focus on the most popular board game. <laughs> <laughs> so the most popular board game, I like board games, so that's how I'm wrapping <laughs> yeah. these up, I've decided. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate that. Most popular board game of 1997 was Twilight Imperium. It's made by Christian T. Peterson, and it's a space fantasy board game that depicts a large power grab in the wake of a dominant race declining in influence. The game's large board is built from hexagonal tiles, each featuring up to three planets, as players compete as alien races to rule. I wrote it very fast. I'm sorry. To rule the galaxy. It is best known for its long gameplay that can last up to six hours and for its intricate strategies. Caleb, you ever played it? Caleb, you ever played it? I've never played I've it. Never played but it but I've never played it. I've seen the board. Yeah, like, I've seen it. the box. I've and seen, it looks so much fun. It looks great. I, I, I know people who have it. I've never played it, but I've also never heard a game lasting six hours. I've always been like, oh yeah, spend a day. That's what you're going to be doing. It's right. like, yeah. just get some beer and we're just going to be probably is because you're killing snap alien breaks. things, yeah. right? So. <laughs> People are like six hours now. We're gonna be at this all day. <laughs> so That's those are fun facts. Well, let's get into this movie, Con Air. Sorry, guys. I tried to make it as best as I could before we got to it. I had fun. Yeah, oh, I like the segment. It's a good segment. No, I'm talking about the movie. Oh, uh, mm. yeah. get to the movie. Okay. All right. So I have decided to do this sermon um, as Cameron Poe writing a letter to his daughter Casey. Do you have a crayon? Is it done in crayon? No, no, it's not done in okay. crayon. That would be Casey to his dad, Cameron Poe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Casey, oh, man. I hope this letter finds you still in the first grade. <laughs> <laughs> I figured I would tell you how I got in this jam and why I wasn't around. Currently, I'm on a plane headed home. But there were some complications. Yeah, there were. I wanted you to hear it from me before this got on CNN. <laughs> I'm doing so well. <laughs> this all started when I got back from fighting a war in the Middle East. Probably Desert Storm, but the timelines are hazy. But I got back to Mobile, Alabama and went to the bar your mama worked at. Apparently, her boss wasn't cool into letting her off on the night shift, even if a war hero was coming home. But she was pulling a double shift that night, slinging drinks and incubating you in her belly. You told me that you'd be Miss Alabama. I'm still waiting to hear if that came true or not. (laughs) I was dancing with your mama, but some local good old boys caused some trouble. And let's say I had to use lethal force. Now, in most societies, this would be self-defense. But this is Alabama. And, well, apparently I was a human weapon and Alabama laws (laughs) did not apply to me. So I was sentenced to seven to ten years in the best prison in Alabama. No, wait, scratch that. 
California. Because apparently this was a federal crime in a local jurisdiction. I ain't no lawyer, but I think I got screwed. (laughs) (laughs) I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. I won't bore you with the details besides you got the other letters about my life in the big house. I finally got out, but I had to take a prison plane back home. Except this prison plane had all the baddest people you ever wanted to take on a field trip. (laughs) Apparently, they got this new Supermax prison they wanted to take them to. Let's see. There was Billy Bedlam, Johnny 23, Nathan Diamond Dog Jones, and the baddest of them all, Cyrus the Virus Grissom. Plus a little dude named Pinball and my buddy Baby Odell, who is constantly near death from diabetes. Diabetes. So, Casey, eat your vegetables and don't eat too much sugar. (laughs) Everything was going well, but apparently Cyrus had put a plan that involved pinball setting an Indian inmate on fire and other cattywampus stuff. (laughs) In the ruckus, Cyrus and his pals took over the plane. Of course, they had to make a drop-off in Carson City. I was going to try to get off and tell people and get my diabetic buddies some help, but that didn't work out on the count they were taping the prisoner mouth shut, so I stayed behind. On the way, we picked up a new pilot named Swamp Thing and a real bad man named Garland Green, who once told me he killed a lady and drove across the country wearing her head as a hat. He, oh, that was a kid. He was weird. Mm-hmm. Pinball didn't make it on the plane in time, Carson City. We found his body in the wheels of the plane, so I wrote a note telling the authorities where to find us and let him bungee jump without a cord. <laughs> where did he get the marker? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Casey. I, I just had it. Daddy, <laughs> where did you get the marker? I Thank ke- you for the note. I, I keistered hey, it. Hey, Daddy, I got one question about the diabetes. <laughs> if you miss just one injection you're of gonna the insulin, die. Apparently you would die. you really die? You're going to die. Yeah. Uh, because ba- baby Odell had the worst form of diabetes. Because I got a diabetic cat, <laughs> and he has missed an injection before, and he seemed to be just fine. <laughs> Did he eat well, some baby, sugar? Well, baby, that's cats versus human beings. <laughs> <laughs> After Carson City, we landed at Lerner Airfield, which was pretty much a boneyard. Uh, apparently, one of the guys we picked up was a bad drug man, and he was helping Cyrus escape. But that didn't work out because the police showed up, thanks to my letters that I put on pinball. The plane was also stuck in the ground thanks to the bad guy, uh, bad lambing by Swamp Thing, but as they say, any landing you can walk away from. Billy Bedlam found out that I was on parole and I might be helping the good guys, so he threatened the bunny I was going to give you uh, for your birthday, and he was going to expose your daddy to the baddies, so I had to put him in timeout permanently. The drug guys betrayed Cyrus because that's what bad guys do, and we had to dig the plane out. I had to find a needle to keep my diabetic buddy from dying. On the way, I met Mr. Larkin, who's a U.S. Marshal and was trying to stop the bad guys. I found my needles, had to get back to the plane before he took off, barely escaping the authorities. Well, they found that Billy was in timeout and Cyrus got mad at everybody. Baby O said he was the one who got Billy in trouble and Cyrus shot him. All that work to get him diabetes medication and Cyrus shoots him. He's going to be okay, though. I just got to prove to him that there's a God. Take back this plane. I can't move my fingers. There we go. 
We were chased by helicopters who were shooting at us. Shot us up so bad we had to crash the plane in Las Vegas. Lots of people got hurt, but the guards and baby Odell got off the plane safely into the hospital. Cyrus the virus escaped, and Mr. Larkin, who caught up with us in Vegas, we went chasing after him. Looks like Swamp Thing and Cyrus stole a fire truck and, well, was making their good away. Now, I was going to let Cyrus go, but he threatened to hurt you, and, well, I'm a good daddy, <laughs> so I'm going to make sure you're safe. I end up catapulting Cyrus off the fire truck ladder with him landing on a rock crusher that mistook his head for a rock. <laughs> Cyrus won't be bothering anymore, anyone, anyone ever again. And that's when I met you and your mama, gave you your buddy, and heard How Do I Live by Trisha Yearwood in my head. <laughs> Love, Cameron Poe, your daddy. <laughs> well done, sir. Woo. Well done. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's fantastic. That was fantastic. That's the only way to do that. Once you start doing those letters, I was like, oh, yeah, this is how we're doing this. <laughs> doing this. So let's talk about Con Air. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm glad you addressed the reason he went to jail because it, he sh in real like he would not go to jail for that three of them yeah. ganged up and had like broken glass to cut him like well, he had a knife yeah <laughs> and let's, then the knife came out let's 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 number one even go back further there's no way that she would be working if, if she knew that he was coming home Oh, yeah. From from yeah. overseas. No. I, I don't know if she was working or not. I know she she apparently was frequented or work. I got the impression she was working. Yeah, oh, I yeah. got the impression. Yeah. She, and, she, and, yeah. and I doubt very seriously if if she wasn't working there that she would say, "Hey, just meet me at this bar when you get into town." I mean, there would have been a plan, a homecoming, or something. With how much they were infatuated, for sure. Yeah, mm. yeah. So I have I have a question. All right. <laughs> She is barely pregnant, right? Right. <laughs> so Cameron Poe's totally not the dad, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, she's pregnant enough to know she's having a girl. No, no, she's not. She thinks she's having a... She's not that pregnant. That okay, let's put it this way. She does not you look that pregnant. In the 90s, ask me how I know. Yeah. In the 90s, they didn't have all these fancy 3D ultrasounds. You could not find out the sex of your child until you were at least... 20 to 25 weeks long. I'm just saying she could have been because I know that it's it's a weird anomaly, but there have been people that are skinny and they go in and deliver a baby. Like some people just carry in a way where they do not oh. look pregnant. Yeah, she was. So yeah. I'm just saying well, she could have yeah. been. That's true. But he like but loved on her and yeah. said, "Girl." But let's just say. Well, yeah, she said that she's that be she Miss is Alabama. 20 to 25 weeks along. How long I was know he away? if he's in the army. I thought he like yeah. just got back from yeah. war. Well, he just got yeah. back from war because he because he they say how many like how many we like they mentioned how many months it was. Well, yeah, but I'm just I saying mean, normally in the army <laughs> they go like they're deployed for six months to a year. Yeah, for a it's while. It's not a it's not a quick like. I'm going to be gone for a couple of weeks to shoot some people, and then I'm going to come home. It's like <laughs> six months to a year. Like they did it on the car for him to leave. So most likely that would not have been his child in the, in real situations. They should have just made her more pregnant looking. Right, right. Yeah. Just, or like they you should never have had a baby. Yes. She had already had a baby or yeah. something. So it was just like, I thought it was like really weird. She didn't look pregnant. I mean, and so yeah, I, mean, right. I can't judge, but I was just like. This seems awfully fishy to me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we gotta figure that out and where that marker came from. <laughs> <laughs> the misery. I have to go back air. and watch it again. 
I say that. I'm not watching it again. Uh, <laughs> oh. One and none. Thank you. Um, so, he, yeah, so he gets – local rednecks want to uh, dance or sleep. I don't know what they want to do with Trisha Yeah, Powell. they I say I dance, but let's be honest. So let's like, be honest. It's, it's more than dance. Dance? Can I – you want to dance? Want to dance? I mean, I – She looks easy. <laughs> She's already <laughs> pregnant. <so laughs> she knows she puts out. <laughs> you ain't never been to a bar in Alabama where they come up and say, you want to dance? You want to dance? dance? want dance? Yeah, but you ever been like in a life and death situation when you tell them no? <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. I'll meet you outside. i tell you one thing that they got. I mean, I've told people no many I, times. I'll tell you one thing they got right about Mobile. It was raining like hail. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. I was like, is this mobile. is the only factual thing about. Yeah. And for those who are listening to the podcast and do not know, we are actually recording from Mobile, Alabama, right now. Yes, so we yeah. are. So we're yeah. all m- millions. And millions. if you listen to us, we do not sound like Cameron, Cameron Poe, Poe. <laughs> unless we're trying to sound so, like Cameron oh, yeah. Poe. Man. So how about the oil rig right behind <laughs> their fight, though? <laughs> yeah. Like so I'm watching. I was like, <laughs> when has they ever gotten oil like just from some town in well, Mobile? Well, actually, if you're like. On Dolphin Island, at certain yeah. angles, she could be at a little bar on Dolphin Island. You could and see oil rigs. And, and that was yeah. kind like that was my like guess. Like, like, like there was a like chain a fence. Oh no, they're in the and water. Yeah, yeah, no, they were like, yeah. this is on the land. On land. No, no yeah. we okay. We <laughs> do not have any oil rigs on land. Like in they Mobile, came Alabama. from the oil rigged, fenced yeah. in area to fight yeah. him. But, but it did look like to me that at least when he arrived, it looked like Dolphin Island, like. He, like he went straight to the bar right on yeah, the yeah. right off the boat. I do, I do like the the oil rig with the bar. <laughs> like, like, I mean, five know. o'clock yeah. comes in, guys. We're gonna. Yep. Uh, and honestly, I mean, I know it was the '90s, but even the '90s rednecks loved like loved the military. So I don't expect the the whole anti-military. I, I, I didn't buy that at all. No. Especially no. not in the south. In the south, we we love our military. Yeah, right, especially right. not in the and south. It, and it was like it was almost like. Uh, when they were writing, was thinking like Vietnam era, like you know the spitting on you know, the yeah, killing babies and stuff. And like, it's weird. Yeah, but you're in the South. We didn't do that either. So it's like, no, it's really weird. It's that one random small little itty bitty town people don't know that he went to learn the accent from. <laughs> they also bit treat people that way. There. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Want to put that in there in that script? Yeah, I still want to know what part of Alabama he went to to study his accent. Well, next time he's in Mobile, we'll ask him. Yeah. <laughs> Invite him on. Oh, yeah, I would show hell yeah. We'll have Nicholas K on the podcast in a heartbeat. I'm um, gonna get one of those pillows that have the sequins that you move it up and it's his face. Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <I'm excited. laughs> uh, um, so he gets uh, the the rednecks come outside in the rain to go, uh, I don't know, kidnap her or <laughs> whatever. <laughs> oh, they about to get their lady, and then uh, uh, Cameron Pro becomes army ninja and uh, fights them all off. And uh, kills one accidentally because he pulled a knife on him and just went. <laughs> and, and yeah, he just did yeah. the, you know, the I'm going to break your nose and crush your brain at the same time. You yeah. Know? Yep. He did it well. Right. And so. Effective. And then everyone was like, well, um, he killed him, so he's got to go to jail. And I'm like, also, that would never happen. No. People were like, no. that dude just fell. <laughs> he fell on his face. Yeah. <laughs> well, he th- well, was going to uh, plead not guilty, though. Right. Cause yeah, because yeah. he didn't do right. it. Yeah. But it was uh, it was like self defense, three on one, going after his wife. Like, what do you expect? Right. And so I don't understand mm-hmm. why. Like, like this, the, he has the worst lawyer. It's like the worst. The lawyer. The worst lawyer, and the judge apparently has issues with military men. Right. Clearly, uh, obviously. And that part was very quick in the whole movie. It was like a minute. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna do it. Do Honest, it. Okay. Honestly, I would watch a movie just about the trial for that. <laughs> 
Okay, all right, I can see that. Yeah. Um, speaking of the trial, uh, I'm friend Thomas Harper, who is a uh, uh, a lawyer. I think uh, in um, the army, and uh, he is going to uh, give us his thoughts on Conair now. Cameron Poe, retired army ranger, hero in uniform, father to be, husband, and criminal defendant. When Conair starts. Poe finds himself in hot legal water, and it begs the question, is the scene in which he pleads guilty at all uh, what happens in reality? And I'm searching for the, the legal term here, and you'll forgive me because I am a legal professional. Um, it, it's bullshit. It's all uh, bullshit, <laughs> what you see there. The, the writers maybe at best had watched a movie about uh, courtroom drama, uh, what happens in a guilty plea. Uh, but from start to finish, even though this scene is really short, it's just completely detached from reality. Uh, for starters, uh, he gets backed into a guilty plea that he doesn't want to do. And at the end of the day, I'm not going to lie that, that sometimes criminal defendants do take uh, deals that, that uh, aren't ideal. But at the end of the day, ethically, uh, he needs to be pleading guilty to something that he believes he is guilty of, at least in the military and the federal criminal system. There's something along the lines of a, what's called a providence inquiry. So you have to go on record and tell the judge, not that you're, not just that you're pleading guilty, but why you're pleading guilty. Now, what's depicted in Con Air is state court, not federal court, at least as far as I can tell. So that system doesn't exist. But at the end of the day, his attorney has an ethical obligation to not walk him into a bear trap and plead guilty to something that he honestly doesn't believe he's guilty of. The other piece of it is that when he goes into trial, the whole premise of Con Air is that he ends up with this sentence, this seven to 10 year sentence, that's just way longer than anything the attorney forecast. Typically, if you're cutting a plea deal, you are handing the government the guilty plea, so they don't have to, to go through the expense and the time of a criminal trial, seating a jury, all the headaches that go involved uh, that go into something like that. But you get something out of it too. Typically, you're either pleading to a lesser offense, so instead of something like murder, maybe you plead to manslaughter, something with a, a, a lower maximum possible prison sentence. But in most plea deals, you're also seeing an agreement as to the cap on the sentence. So why Poe ever agreed to any kind of plea deal in which he would plead with no cap on his sentence? I mean, at the end of the day, the words and, and the years that his attorney was, was predicting there, that should have been in writing in an agreement between Poe and the prosecution, not left up to chance. You can walk a defendant in and plead what we call pleading naked, which means pleading without any kind of deal in place, without any kind of cap on years. And in certain systems like the federal system, uh, the government is merely agreeing to seek no more than a certain number of years, which carries weight, uh, but the judge still has discretion. But usually you're going to see a cap on years that the, the judge has to abide by. Why that wasn't in place here, I have no clue. But that bear trap closed and arguably you wouldn't have Con Air if he got just a year in prison or two years in prison. It'd be more like 
you know, local jail at the county air or something like that. Con bus, maybe if he's riding on a bus from uh, one county jail to the other. So in any event, it serves as a plot device. But the other piece that's just like mind-blowingly off in this is the judge's comments to Poe during the sentencing phase. Uh, he sort of twists around Poe's service and says that because of his military training, the law, the normal laws that apply to normal people, which I guess if you serve in uniform, you're not a normal person anymore, but that they don't apply to him. And because of that, he's a deadly weapon. His entire body is a deadly weapon. As a kid, when I watched Con Air, that was like an amazing line because you're like, hell yeah, he Poe is a deadly weapon. As an adult and as a lawyer, I'm just like pulling what little hair I have out at that sort of thing, because no matter who you are, the law does apply to you and it applies equally to you. Now, could there be a circumstance where a, a factor like that, like his military training might be seen as an aggravating factor, something that made his conduct worse in the moment? Maybe, but that's not what the judge says. The judge says, here's everybody else in this bucket. Here's you. And I'm going to sentence and treat you very differently than anybody else because of your military training. And that's just flat out uh, not allowed. But I think we can thank the writers of Con Air uh, because without that ridiculous courtroom scene, we wouldn't have had Con Air. And we can all agree that we're better off with Con Air in our lives than without it. So in this case, thank you for all those inaccuracies. You made uh, young teenager Thomas uh, very, very happy for many years. Now we've learned some stuff from Thomas. All right. All right, that was Thank awesome. You. All right. Thank you, Thank Thomas. You, Thomas. Thank you, Thomas. Um, so he goes. Uh, so uh, I, I pointed this out in the, in the sermon, but it was like it was weird to me. This is murder. This is this is it was manslaughter. He got charged for manslaughter. It's not a federal crime. It's not a federal <laughs> crime. So he would go to state jail. So he'd probably go to Holman, <laughs> right, yeah. in Atmore or something. He wouldn't go. No, they send his ass to California like it's a federal thing. Also, they give him 10 years for it, for manslaughter. Yeah, yeah that's and he ridiculous. just got done serving. Like manslaughter 2, it's not even like 1. It's like, it's like the, it's not the worst manslaughter. You got into a bar fight, you were jumped by three people, you defended yourself, accidentally killed one of them. But he is but he's a, a machine. He's a yeah, weapon. He's yeah, yeah, the laws yeah. do not apply to you. <laughs> Wouldn't it be fun if they came back and they were like, you can either go to jail or just stop physically working out and lose <laughs> all of your muscle to be less of a weapon? Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> you can take this box of ho-hos <laughs> and you can put it in your body. You can go. Mm -mm. I'll also take another burger, please. Also, stop reading books and learning because he yeah, does that right. the entire time while he's in jail. He's just like, how can I keep learning? That's pretty great, though, like especially being a simpleton from Alabama. He's like constantly... I, I like I like his time in prison and how he spends his time in yeah. prison. It was it's very productive. <laughs> it was very productive. I <laughs> like I like it. One time he's learning origami. I, like he got the origami book. And I'm like, oh, origami is going to totally show up in this movie. Doesn't? <laughs> no, nope. I know. Not I thought it was too. <laughs> he learns like three levels of Spanish. Yep. Doesn't use like any of it. I no. don't. I don't really understand what made him decide to grow that mullet in prison. <laughs> he probably just. <laughs> Didn't get a haircut, and that's just how his hair grows. It grew where it sh 
<laughs> business in the front Fun, party, party in the back. back. Some people it just can't naturally grow grew that, that way. Some people can't grow that. <laughs> it is an epic mullet, though. I, yeah. do, I do like that 90s mullet. Oh, uh, God. Like they, uh, they even, the they even do like the slow mo, like waving his hair when he, oh, yeah, when he's boarding the plane, <laughs> <laughs> when they're like, "Who's that?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I like the hair. Um, mullet. I, I also like the 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 pink ho- the pink uh, snow snowballs. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Snowballs. Snowballs. Like those little pink things made me quite popular. <laughs> made me quite popular. <laughs> Is that oh. a southern treat? Snowball? It's a, it's it's a hostess a, treat. You right. I didn't know if it was like something specifically that South gets. No. Should have been like Moon Pies. No, it should have been Little Debbie's. Like something we get. Should have been a Little Debbie. Should have been a Little Debbie. Yeah. Little Debbie. Technically, like, like Moon Pies come from, what, t- Tennessee? Yeah, they're t- Moon Pies originally in t- okay. Tennessee. Yeah. They were given to minors. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, but. For whatever yeah, reason, we throw them here at Mardi Gras, but they're yeah. not ours. It's just totally because okay. they're easy. And mm-hmm. <laughs> but we also now throw like. Literally everything. Oh, yeah, well, Boxes yeah. of ramen, you when know. Pritchard, uh, not last year because of COVID, but the year before they sh- they were throwing rotisserie chickens from Walmart. <laughs> you were kidding me. No, no, it was all of the news. It was the greatest thing ever. It was like, and I'm like, I will eat almost anything off of, off a of, of, of float. I'm not sure if I'm doing the chicken. I'm not. I want to know how does one go about catching a chicken? Like, do they like reinforce the packaging I so it doesn't <laughs> pop open, or do they just take the chicken out and sling the chicken into the ground? <laughs> Can you imagine being on the float that smells it the whole time though? Uh, like some of those chickens did not get thrown because right. like you start to eat them because <laughs> they smell good. Like you walk into Walmart with fresh rotisserie oh, chickens yeah. and you're like, I didn't want chicken. <laughs> have you? Ever, but I have. It. Have you ever um, ridden on a float? Mm-mm. Now you're in a society, right? I'm in a society, so I, I've ridden a few times, and so you you have you you try to buy enough items to throw to last the whole parade. So, like, and I I split mine up, so I, you know, fifty percent. I know where the halfway point is in the parade. So, this side gets thrown before the halfway point. This side gets thrown after the halfway point, and I try to space it out. But we were also drinking on these floats <laughs> heavily. We're we're like doing shots, and we've got, you know, like big sippy cups of whatever, and Sounds we've been like drinking so beforehand, and we do the whole thing. There comes a point where you just start slinging shit. Like, you don't know. You might be your buddy's stuff. It could be the person. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You're just throwing stuff. But you're right about, like, at some point, because we're drinking, we're like eating our moon pies and eating whatever mm-hmm. else is up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can imagine. I can imagine. It's mm. crazy. I, I like there's a riot, and he's just like, I'm just going to nap. Yep, he's like, I don't want to be part of this. It looked like there was I a jailbreak, and I, I thought that yeah. was going to be the whole thing because mm-hmm. I had not seen the movie. I was like, where everyone's out, and he just waits because he wants to go home. Yep. But no, he just takes a nap, and then we get past that part. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then he has business as usual. Baby Odell as his cellmate. Right. Yeah. That was and cute. Apparently, what there's. A I don't. They're moving. Where are they moving? I can't. I, where were they moving, Baby Odell? I, Texas. I, I thought. I was it Texas? I don't remember. I can't. Like even after watching it just recently, I was like, why are they even moving him? Like, right? I, I don't. Like, I get why they were moving the rest of them. I kept. I kept thinking it's like well, maybe it's like Nicolas Cage is like a horse. And you put a travel animal <laughs> with, with the horse to yeah. make the travel. So maybe they talked like his about goat. it. <laughs> yeah, I don't they did. Remember what they said? They said about it. Also, like how they were like they they built a supermax in Alabama, which I don't think it would ever happen. Mm-mm. But c- supermaxes are usually. Do you know what supermax is? No. Do you know Supermax is? A Supermax? Where what one is? No, do you know, do you know what they are? Yeah, oh, I, know. I thought you said yeah. do you know That's where. what they put yeah. Hannibal Lecter in, a Supermax. 
Like no, I know what it is. Psychiatric hospital. Oh, I thought it was a supermax. No, he's a supermax. No, uh, okay. Supermaxes are for like the really terrible prisoners yeah. that right, right, cannot right. be with. I mean, I, I, knew yeah. I thought you were asking me the where they yeah. were. I was like, well, I don't know. The, I think there's one in Colorado. They're usually like in like like flatland areas where they're like even if you could. Was do it Alcatraz? Yeah. Like Alcatraz. Yeah. No. Supermaxes no? are uh, kind of a new thing. Oh, okay. But something like that where it's like you're surrounded by water and yeah. You ain't getting out of here. Yeah. Supermaxes are kind of like the modern, the modern Al- Alcatrazes. And okay. so Not Shawshank, though. <laughs> well, audience, what you're hearing is not us. Clearly it's not us. Sorry about the interruption. Oh, well, I don't think it'll be fine. That's, that's weird. Okay. So apparently, well, ho- looks like uh, Holman does actually have a Supermax. Holman does? Oh, well, yeah. not now because Holman's uh, Holman's our local prison. Well, yeah. Atmore. Oh, yeah, it's well, local it's for us. It's, well, yeah. it's our local prison, and because the rest of them we have jails, but we don't like Holman's our local prison. Yeah. And that's where uh, actually all all of Alabama's death row inmates are. are that's where we execute mm-hmm. people in Alabama. It's in Holman. Uh, lethal injection. We used to use the big yellow mama. The electric chair. Okay. Yeah. I, I like yeah. have yeah. issues with lethal injection. I think that it is very costly, and it could go wrong, and it takes a while. I just don't understand why they can't just do it like in the back of the day. You just put a bullet in their head. Cheap, quick, effective, done. There's a Messy. Co- there's a cost to a human being's toll when you do that. So, like, th- this is also the same thing with, with people with um, – Executioners who do like ele- the electric the switch and stuff. Uh-huh. After a while, it gets heavy. Yeah, okay. So I can see that. That's what the firing squad when they do firing squads, they, they it's one bullet. Everyone has a bullet, but only one of them's a real one. Oh, so you don't know. You don't yeah. know which, okay. one, which one it is actually. And so that's how it works. That makes sense. So that's why. That's why that. But I've happens. often wondered. It's like it seems like there would be even on the, on the person dying, you know, getting executed. It would be quicker i mean when you're to me lethal injection just like you're there you're lying and you know it's coming and it's like but what if the firing squad misses that well would suck too like if they hit it just enough so that you're like bleeding out like it's yeah that it would be terrible it's, it's happened their yeah. execution yeah. there's not a clean execution they they've, they've been guillotine? they've been messy for no. even no, guillotines like they've been messy for as long as we can go yeah, back we're, we're real, real bad at it anyway anyway okay <laughs> on to back next to the movie. yeah so on up We've just barely scratched the surface. <laughs> we haven't got on the plane yet. Man, we got a lot, and we, I'm hungry. Let's do it. Uh, Plus, I have well a drink. I got a drink. Keep mm-hmm. well, yeah, no. keep it's going. <laughs> what else you would like to talk about about this movie? Uh, There's all kinds. Of I stuff. didn't like it. Well, yeah, well, yeah, we, yeah. It wasn't my favorite. I like it. The music. Let's talk about the music. Okay. <laughs> Every time music played, it was like overly whatever it needed to be. Like, yeah, if it was, it was sappy yeah. music, it was, like, the highest level of sappy that's music. That's a Jerry Bruckheimer thing. Right. Yeah. yeah that's, a, that's a whole... Jerry Bruckheimer produced this film, and he, and he, he got Michael Bay's his start, and all. so it's... He's a big action... Well, the, well done. The Pirates of the Caribbean movies are all his, so all he's like these big score... You know, but it was all, like, sappy, like, overly done sappy, yeah. but, like, Sarah McLaughlin type stuff, but not... Right. So, like, they're dancing yeah. in the bar, and it's like, why is... Why is this music playing? <laughs> like, it didn't fit. Yeah. It was oh every wow. music. It just didn't fit. R- it was always uncomfortable. I don't know. The music got to me. So, in the, ser- the s- I wrote the Sermon in the Way from Cameron Poe's ex- uh, perspective. 
I didn't touch on Larkin and um, Chief O'Brien's <laughs> whole thing about the. That was a banana. Yeah. I, li- I enjoyed that. I like Larkin. Yeah, he was fun. Too. John Cusack was. I, mean, I yeah. think John Cusack's really good in this movie. Yeah, I yeah. think so too. And and so, uh, and then Calamini's all like, not Calamini, but um, was like, um, well, I don't believe anybody, and you're a dork, and you know, I'm getting a helicopter right. to shoot this thing down. Criminals are criminals. Criminals are criminals. You know. He's like the jock of the movie, and the other guy's like the nerd. Which is funny because he, I like, I know him from Star Trek. Right. For like many years of Star Trek, he's been on two Star Trek series. Yeah. And so. I, I know he's an actor, but I can't see him. like He's like m- totally miscast in this role. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he did it well, though? He was fine. He was yeah. fine, but he's not, like, I, I, I could not not see I've seen yeah. him in other things. No, I've seen him in yeah. other yeah. things, too, but, I, I, but in this particular role, I could not unsee Chief O'Brien. Oh. Yeah. Like, I think everybody else, though, was cast perfectly. Like, I would not get I w- John Malkovich oh, as Malkovich. the villain. Oh, he's yes. amazing. Uh, Sorry. And like, yeah, I thought they were all good. I mean, even Dave Chappelle, like, I thought he was great for his part. Yeah, I yeah. think all the prisoners were fantastic. I do too. I I really it was do. well cast. I do agree. Good. And I love all the plain stuff. And, and Steve Buscemi is just so. He's <laughs> so creepy. I'm so yeah. glad the little girl was alive. <laughs> Did you like yeah. when the cut broke, I was like, Oh my god, no. Oh, I and then he had the doll, and I was like, oh, my God, no. And, and then at the end, she's like, fine. Well, I was like, <laughs> Yes, and then Yay, he was singing he it. Her. I know, yeah. pretty much. I was like, don't wear her head for states. Don't do oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> Danny Ho is Johnny 23, and he had, a, he had been convicted uh, 23 times of rape. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. 23 counts of rape. And he goes, if they really knew it, was jo- it would be Johnny 300, and John Malkovich doesn't quite have the same ring yeah. to it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then uh, then uh, also Steve Buscemi makes fun of them for sw- singing Sweet Home Alabama right. after they yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He did his role really well. Yeah. Uh, I like um, I like Larkin trying to get to the, the airfield, so he t- steals, steals the um, <laughs> agent's car. Right, and, that's and great. Yeah. And they hook the they hook plane it up. to the car. Yeah. That and was like, good. Is that my plane? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. He's like, no, there's no way, because it's parked all yeah, the way no back way. over there. <laughs> <laughs> and then it lands. That was um, pretty awesome. I think John Malkovich has the the dumbest death scene I've seen in a movie. Right? <laughs> Which one was that? That he gets catapulted off the ladder. Oh and then he yeah, gets he was Cyrus or yeah, what's Cy- the face? Yeah, Cyrus yeah. gets uh, mm-hmm. his head crushed. Yeah, and he just because most of them are like most of them are shot. Right? No one else has anything like dramatic. It's you know they're yeah, and then Steve Buscemi gets away. <laughs> yeah, Steve Buscemi gets away. I'm just amazed at how quickly the guards on that plane lost control. <laughs> yeah. It was so fast. It was like. <laughs> they knew how intense it was too, and it happened so mm. fast. Right, uh, completely they lost, lost it. Lost it quickly. And the DE agent with the gun, you know, the guy there. The so the movie has a DE agent who's undercover. I like that he was an afterthought. It, right. yeah. it should be done this way. <laughs> and then gives gives him a gives it. He sneaks a gun on board, which they were like, "Don't bring guns." And like, we're totally bringing guns. It was the bully, the jock. Yep. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and of course he gets gets killed, and they get another gun. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. How did you not see this happening? Right? Don't you feel yeah, like because then they have two guns because they all got the one from the pilots right, as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. They hadn't got the the stuff out of the belly out of the belly of the plane yet. All the weapons. And also, if you, I, I get you have a, a a a plane full of prisoners, a cargo plane full of prisoners, but how is having all the guns in the belly going to help you? Because you like if something goes wrong, you have to get to the yeah to, to get the belly. To get yeah. To right. the belly yeah, if you're right gonna, in the middle of all the prisoners. if you're gonna have a no guns policy, no, uh, no guns, no guns, none. No guns. 
Just have sticks. Not, not even not even one for the pilots. Just none. No, no guns. Oh, that's weird. Um, Do you think that DEA agent should have been better? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, it should be like, are they that. often put in positions where they're that uncomfortable that they just are not good at all? Isn't that Monk? <laughs> no, it was not Tony Shiller. But no. Not like Tony Shiller. Okay, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, he like he flustered it up so quickly. I was like, "This is your job, though. You weren't like a random person picked <laughs> because you were a civilian." Yeah. Were you clear on why he was there? I wasn't. So I, he had to sit next so to someone. So basically, that he was supposed to be watching a specific person. I forget who. Santiago, right? Yeah, the, the, the guy was named Santiago. He's yeah, and yeah. And so, and so like, this is the last time we can speak to Santiago until he gets the supermax. And yep. I'm like, why? Confess or but something? Yeah, I. It was never established. They never established like, and I would assume with DEA, it has to do with like drugs. drugs. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe he was working maybe for the cartel. Would, yeah, I mean, oh he yeah, was I, I, I mean, he's totally a drug dude. But it was like, I like, I. My my point was, you already had him in jail. Wh- what more? Do you, what mean, evidence else do you need? Is, right. Yeah. And if he's not told you now to for a cop to cop a plea, he's not going to tell you. He's not going to be like, hey, buddy, I did some other terrible shit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Or my know. boss Elrique was like, <laughs> and also if you're trying to get information from him, maybe don't bring a gun. <laughs> Back to our gunpoint, <laughs> right? <laughs> There's a lot of things like that that came up, but it never, yeah, was disgusting. Like he and never even like made eye contact with him or was like, hey, he was just like nervous the whole time. Like, yeah, so many things like that that right. like it would, it would have probably worked better if the if uh, he worked with Cam- with Poe, like. I know why Poe has a mullet. He's basically prisoner Jesus. Oh, oh. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> prisoner yeah. Jesus. Because he has a, a just a a dumb need to help everybody. Yep. He's, he's like, he mediates that thing until the <laughs> DEA agent decides, oh, I'm going to shoot anyways. Right, right. Oh. What kills me is at the just end where, like, all the stuff's happened Casey is a witness to some of this, you know, in Vegas, which is crazy. And after all the blowing up and this and that and people dying and cops and whatever, you still got this bunny. (laughs) It's looking rough. Disgusting at this point. I mean, it is gross and scary looking. And he tries to force his bunny on this child. No, no, no. no, 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 He's the mom. The mom tries to force it. I know it. He he says it's fine. Right, because he's like, here's the here's the bunny. I know, but why would you even present such a thing? It was like the one thing throughout the movie that made it. Like he saw it at the beginning, it came up again, and then put it back in the box. Put bunny back in the box. Where does a prisoner get a bunny? He traded some pink balls for that bunny, Scotty. <laughs> at the commissary. Okay, he had to trade some balls for he that probably bunny. Why are there bunnies at the commissary? If he had those balls, he could have gave it to his diabetic friend. In case your child comes to visit you mm. on visitor day yeah. and you want to get your child a present. I'm going to hold on to that because my kid's not going to see me in no penitentiary. <laughs> I'm going to see him in person. That's he, right. He probably got it on the last day, though, because it like you wouldn't ha- hold on to that the whole time you're in prison. Right. No. Right. He may have sent it to he her He bought earlier. that bunny because it was going to be, be her, her birthday. birthday. Yeah. <laughs> on July 14th. Yeah. I'm Day gonna before see, my birthday. I'm going to see my daddy on July 14th, <laughs> and my birthday is on July, July 14th. <laughs> <laughs> Happy like, birthday. I, I do like when, when Cyrus is reading Yeah, when he's reading it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Malcolm is just about damn perfect for this movie. I like, oh, yeah. It's, it's a dumb – I like the – I know you didn't enjoy it, but I it's a it's a dumb premise. 
but it's kind of fun. It's executed. And it's yeah. like well. it's, it's like junk food. You know, it's like I don't have to watch this every day, but I'm glad I'm here. I'm enjoying this moment. It's <laughs> one of my husband's favorite movies just that. for that I reason. Because it's just um, ridiculous. It's not that there weren't spots that mm-hmm. were good. I don't think it held up very well. So it was just difficult to watch. Because some of it, like I said, the the music didn't fit right, right. and yeah. so having had never watched it before and right. watching it for the first time now, and it just things didn't like I said th- some things didn't get discussed yeah. again, and so I, I don't think it held up very well. But I can't understand where it has that like mm, I love eating this honey bun. I'm not going to eat it all the time because it's terrible for you and it's full of like all the sugar you need in life. <laughs> but every now and again, you're like. I feel like it's, I feel like a honey bun. I could, me of yeah. this Honest, time. I could honestly see it being remade. It has th- a good premise, it like in theory. Be. Like yeah, uh, just yeah, but it would ruin the cat. Yeah. The cat. The cast would be the tough part. Yeah. Like how then, do you then what would we have fun to make? A, yeah. what, right. what would we have to make fun of if, yeah. if they remade? But it? I would one hundred percent watch them redoing that whole thing, just focusing on the trial. <laughs> <laughs> like just like Can't let's go back to that trial because yeah. it did last a while. Yeah, yeah. like because. Trials take a long time, yeah. so like just this the trial. It was like three months. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Casey's it was not quick. born. The, the, she's she's born after he goes to prison. Yeah, so. right. I think that's why she had to be so early in her pregnancy too. Is the idea of I've never met my daughter right, right, and I'm yeah. not going to until I'm free. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have a libation for us? I do. Oh, I'm ready for this. Don't know what it is. Doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> if you would, I'll wh- get three cups. Uh, while you're making the libation. Uh, I guess I will do some apocrypha for you. How about that? But I will interrupt you from time to time to talk about the libation. Please. Uh, So, Jason Isaacs. Do you know who Jason Isaacs is? I do. I know the name. He's in Harry Potter. I know the name. Yes. Okay, is it... Is Malfoy? I was going to ask if it was... What's his face's dad? Yeah, it was the blonde hair. Yeah. Yeah. Jason Isaacs revealed an awkward story in an interview about when he tried out for the role of Cyrus the Virus. His... Addition involved performing a scene with a handgun, so he had to use a nearby pencil as a prop. But then the camera assistant offered him a real gun and uh, <laughs> that he had tucked under his shirt and his belt. Isaac said his voice shot up three octaves, and it went all Jerry Lewis saying, oh, my God, it's a real gun. <laughs> he said si- director Simon West was w- as wide-eyed as he'd been working with the assistant for a while and had no idea he had a gun. <laughs> <laughs> that would throw off an yeah. audition for sure. To sit down and do something and be like, no, use my gun. He's like, this is real. <laughs> Willem Dafoe and Mickey Rourke auditioned for the part of Cyrus. During Rourke's audition, he Im- improvised by producing a razor-shot Bowie knife. Cobra. Both terrifying and impressing the director. Though suitably impressed, they decided to cast um, John Malkovich instead. Gary Oldman the was the first choice to play Cyrus the Virus. Oh, I can see that. Okay. Uh, Kevin Bacon, Alec Baldwin, George Clean, De Niro, Douglas... Richard Dreyfus, James Gandolfini, er- Ed Harris, um, Rugger Howard, William Hurt, Michael Keaton, Michael Madsen, Jack Nicholson, Sean Penn, Ron Perlman, Tom Robbins, uh, Tom Sosmer, John Travolta, Peter Weller, and Bruce were also considered, which means they were on the list. So yeah. they literally were like, who's everybody we know? <laughs> it's usually <laughs> like, like anybody that's been in an action film ever. Uh, Robert Downey Jr., Charlie Sheen, and Matthew Broderick were considered for Vince Larkin. Interesting. Tim Roth was the first choice of the part of Garland, the, uh, the Marietta Mangler Green. He and Steve Buscemi both appeared in Reservoir Dogs mm-hmm. five years earlier. So, uh, the film you uh, unites uh, uh, McCly- uh, see, Mike Kalati. Well, wait, I'm so- I know I'm selling that wrong. 
Um, uh, Michael, Michael Eddie, Will, Mike, Michael Eddie, Will Williamson, and Dave Chappelle. Oh, okay. Who, um, Baby Odell, and um, who uh, have in common a fun fact regarding the role of Bubba and Forrest Gump. Chappelle turned down the role. Oh no. Ed Williamson got the part. That's awesome. So there were two potential Bubba Gumps on that. <laughs> That's cool. All right. Um, and last but not least, the film is called Les Airs de l'Enfer, The Wings of Hell in France. Uh, con in French is a slang word for dumb people. Uh, oh, interesting. What, what you got going on? I here? know. I'm just giving fa- you know, interesting facts, and you've got. I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad about it either. What is that fancy thing? This is Chambord. I don't know what that means. <laughs> it's a word. <laughs> <laughs> Because, you know, I watch Bar Rescue, yeah. and they say when you're doing your shake, you have to smile. <laughs> <laughs> it does make a difference. Okay. Yeah. Glasses, please. Look, I'm surrounded by my favorite things. I'm so intrigued right now. Fascinated. You're doing a great job. She is doing a really good job pouring. Oh, there's champagne on top. I don't know if you can shake champagne. Well, you can shake anything. Um, once. <laughs> you oh. guys, I did not even search this out on the internet. This is something I tried at home. This is my own thing. I'm sure there's something like it out there, but this is what I made up. What do you call this fancy drink? Put the bunny in the box. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I was looking up a little bit of stuff. So, and so what does this have yeah. in it? So it's equal parts. If you'll give this. Yeah. Give one to the to Caleb. It's equal parts Chambord. And if you don't know what Chambord is, it's a raspberry liqueur. Um Equal parts vodka. My vodka of choice is Tito's. Use whatever you want to use. And I did a splash of the pink lemonade, which Scotty will enjoy with us. And then you shake that up in over ice, and then you pour your champagne, which is Kirkland's brand because I'm cheap. <laughs> whatever works. And whatever you got, and baby. And um, so there you go. All right. All so right. enjoy. Cheers. Cheers. Put the bunny in the box. Put the bunny in the box. Bunny in the box. That's delightful. It does oh kind of yeah. taste like a weirdly like childlike thing, mm-hmm. right? Oh, it's isn't good. that nice? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, I did. I good. want pancakes now. <laughs> I know. Wait. So, do you have Chocolate another cup? Pancakes. Uh, I have them up here. Yeah. Okay. Give me one, and I'll, I'm gonna let you try the Chambord on its own because it's also delicious. Another one of my favorite drinks with Chambord, since I am the lady of libations, is if you take screwball whiskey. And mix it with the Chambord. It tastes like peanut jelly. I like screwballs or whiskey. So apparently the uh, the plain model that was used for the Jailbird uh, was uh, given both military and private owners over its history. Yeah, I've, uh, yeah, I've got yeah. that in our fun facts. Yeah. Our, yeah, so we'll talk about that. Yeah. That's good. That's also good in... Um, 
like if you there's a particular beer that you can put chambord in and it's really good in the morning oh i'll get back to you it's on that really good I th- there's a peanut butter porter that if you put chambord in it tastes really good like a um i'm gonna have to get that so anyway Mm. There right. you go. So Thank you. You're welcome. So how about some uh, bar trivia? Yeah. Bar trivia. Let's do it. Dave Chappelle improvised most of his lines. <laughs> uh, that yeah. Is yeah. yeah. John Malkovich was unhappy during the production because the script was being rewritten, rewritten virtually every day, so he had no idea what his character was going to do. <laughs> Which one was that? That's, That's a the villain. Cyber Survivors. Mm. I can see that, too. Uh, <laughs> Damn it. I just learned these lines. Exactly. The film is dedicated to Philip Schwartz, an effects specialist who died during the filming when a rigged plane fell and crushed him. Oh, God. Oh, my gosh. John Cusack dislikes this film so much that he refuses to be interviewed about it. That's sad. It's a shame. It's a good movie. It is. And he did a great job. He did a great job. really good in it. I think he should embrace the silliness of it, to be honest. I think think now he would probably. It did not hurt his career. No. No. At all. This was our favorite one. We had mentioned this before. Nicholas Cage traveled to Alabama to work on his accent. It is, however, one of the worst renditions of a Southern accent in film history. As Southerners, uh, I have to agree. <laughs> I have never heard that accent other than Nicholas Cage. I would I like to do some further research into where he went. I'm so curious. <laughs> well, I have to find out. I did look. I couldn't find it. It just kept saying Alabama. I was like, oh, really? Didn't well, There's a lot of places. How many Alabama. Oscars was this movie nominated for? The fact that there was even nominated, I would say um, maybe one for like all the fighting. And I'm going to say three. Uh, just answer right. One, one. Just one. But it okay. wasn't for that. What okay. was it for? I was trying to think of crazy. Not stuff. the music. Yes. Oh, was that Are you music? <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucking kidding me. The, the, the theme song, <laughs> How Do I Live, yep. was nominated for both an Oscar for How best, do I live be- best original you. song. And a Razzie for the worst original song. <laughs> wait, wait. Nice. But so this song was made for this movie? Yes. Yes. I did not know that. No. No? Okay. No. Which which is weird to me. Because uh, how do you get original Exactly. Song? Exactly. Because my next fact contradicts that. And I looked it up and the, the second fact was right. So I don't know how, how like, money. By the way, it did not win neither the Oscar nor the Razzie for this <laughs> Didn't get the best, didn't get the worst. It's just mediocre. Hey, I mean, the theme song, How Do I Live, was originally performed by uh, Leanne Rimes uh, two years before when she was only 14. So so she must have, like, sold it to them, She did a lot of movie songs. One of my mm-hmm. favorite movies she did music for. Coyote um, Ugly. Coyote Ugly. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Uh, I love, love that movie. Love Coyote Ugly, man. Can we do that one next? Oh, I'd love We to have to get up on we'll the bar and dance. What should we do? She go to New Orleans go to Coyote Ugly. I go a lot. Every time I go to New Orleans, my I've husband and I both been. go. Oh, we need to go. Yeah, we do. I will take you to Coyote Ugly okay. and we'll get up on the bar and we'll do. Uh, don't challenge the bar. Gr- That's the, the one the that bartender. you were trying Yes, that was at Coyote Ugly. Don't challenge them to any drinking sports. Okay. Because I got this. <laughs> Somebody beat Stephanie at drinking is what we're saying. Well, right now. the thing is, though, I figured out. You know, I went. She home. didn't pull it up. I, yeah, yeah. I went oh, home she and forgot. Hang. Uh, we're not. We're not. It's not the drinking part. Is it's, it's the, the smoothness of what she was doing. Yeah, I didn't. It was the mechanics of it, which I went home and figured out because I'll be damned if I lose again. <laughs> <laughs> Come back. I'll be back. <laughs> That's it. And so this is what uh, Kayla was saying earlier. The jailbird airplane was uh, 
during the flight scenes, I had a series of owners, both military and private. In 2003, it was sold to All West Freight Incorporated in Dallas and Delta Junction, Alaska. On August 1st, 2010, it crashed into Mount Healy in Denali National Park, killing three the th- uh, all three flight crew. So the, the actual plane? The jail yep. plane crashed in 2010. Yep. Uh, the car DA agent Duncan Mallory, or Chief O'Brien, Drives is a 1967 Corvette Stingray C2. It's beautiful. It at, is beautiful. At the time of the filming, it would have retailed at $38,000. Nice. Probably about five times that. It's now. about what yeah. I owe on my car right now. The events of the movie take Can place. Can we talk about his keychain? Yeah, <laughs> Star Trek keychain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Star Trek communicator. It's so cute. Uh, the events of the movie take place on July 14th. It's mentioned several times in the letter, including it's Herbert Casey's birthday. What else happened on July 14th? What big thing? Happened on July 14th in history. Oh, in history? Yeah. Well, I'm on the 15th, so my, not me. No. My husband's the 17th, so wasn't that? It wasn't. No, it's no, Jennifer's it's the 17th. It's not, not who was born. It's a, a big a big event. That has to Does do it have with to do with NASA? Has to do with prisons. Oh. Prisons? There was well, a famous a prison thing. break. Probably the most famous prison. Alcatraz? Nope. Shawshank? <laughs> Redemption. July 14th is the date a famous, uh, of a famous and historically significant prison break. The French Revolution started on July 14th, 1789, uh. when the people of Paris stormed the fortress prison known as the Bastille. The Bastille. The Bastille, Bastille Day. Yeah, it's Bastille, Bastille Day. Day. Mm. And when, the, when the Bastille oh. uh, was where people, uh, particularly political prisoners, were imprisoned simply uh, based on arbitrary and uh, malicious royal edicts, they uh, could not be uh, Or like appealed. a debtor's prison. Exactly. And so they uh, broke people out. That's how it started. The, and they tore the Bastille down. Like, it was a stone yeah. prison. And by the time they were done, they had ripped all the stone down. So back in the day, by hand. they would put you in prison if you owed money. That's some low-down bullshit. Now, how are you going to earn money to pay them back if your ass is in prison? It didn't make any sense. It doesn't. They, they, s- were, they were learning. They, 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 they were the teenagers of society. Yeah. They just rolled their eyes they, a lot. They, they still do that, especially in this country, because um, it's in our Constitution. It's called tax evasion. In, in, in our Constitution, you're not supposed to do that. However, um, bail is kind of a debtor's tax. Mm-hmm. And so uh, there's a whole thing about it. But anyway. What's the body count of this movie? Oh God! Oh Jesus! Um, <laughs> hold on, let me count. With their crash in Vegas, someone died there. You know they did. I bet it was a lot w- of Elvis's. I would say these would be deaths on screen. Okay. So oh, okay. Let me. Okay, thank the you. ones we know for sure. Yeah, yeah. Folks died in Vegas when that plane crashed, but we didn't see those. Twenty-seven. I'm gonna go with thirty-nine. Thirty-nine. Caleb. I'm going over the. I'm going down. over the cast. The characters list. To think on it, but I want to. It's pretty low, and actually, I well, think about Carson City. They or that linear, whatever. They killed arbitrary people there. Yeah, that place where the maybe about twenty. Justine is the closest at thirty-nine. The yeah, okay. official body count is forty-three. Oh wow! Oh, okay. okay. Well, like, they had that whole know, shootout. Yeah, That's the only time. In yeah, <laughs> the rest of it is really low. Yeah, right. like. Uh, according to technical advisors on the film, Cyrus the Virus would have been killed instantly when the ladder hit the small bridge after the fire truck chase sequence at the end. I would think so, yeah. At the very least, he would be unconscious when his head was smashed. <laughs> but they really wanted to add in. Yeah. Double tap. So, so bar tab. Our budget of the film was estimated at $75 million. It grossed oh, yes, $101 million in U.S. Canada. 
Its opening weekend was June eighth, nineteen ninety seven. Its opening weekend was twenty. Uh, it didn't open on July fourteenth. <laughs> it did not. No. Missed opportunity. Uh, July fourteenth would have been great. Would have been a Thursday. Could no July fourteenth would have been a Wednesday. Yeah, he could open on a Wednesday. Um. Opening opening weekend was twenty four million. Wow. So. Uh. What were the top five movies of June? Oh Jesus! Seventh, uh, June, the weekend of June seventh. You know what I should have looked up when I was looking up fun facts. Yeah, yeah. Um, movies. Where do you think this falls? Ninety-seven. Where, where do you think this falls in the top five? I'm not allowed to guess because I just top saw five? it. Four. Top five, four. This one. Yeah, this one of the, of the opening weekend. Oh, the opening weekend. Five. Okay, well hold on. If it's the opening weekend, they made a, essentially like a a third. Yeah, they made a third. Of their budget? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so third. I'm going to put them at third. Um, they opened number one. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Yep. 24 million is pretty much a, a guaranteed for okay. a, a, a I guess one. I guess in 97, yeah. Yeah. Um, here's the other films. Oh, gosh. We're not going to guess? You can. I don't know. I don't want to <laughs> guess. Uh, You're there, all terrible. Okay, let me Stephanie. think. Jurassic Park. 97. Oh, number two. Lost World. Oh, hey. my gosh. Hey. Jurassic, high five. High five. Jurassic Park 2. Yes. <laughs> I got one. Caleb, did you hear it? I yeah. want to say that there's was a that Star Wars. Yeah, that you don't see me? Uh, there was, but not that weekend. Okay. Toy um, Story. No Toy Story. That was 95. Just going through say my that, list. Say that every year. Every, every <laughs> podcast. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> my There go-to. should be a t-shirt. Toy Story. No, 1995. <laughs> Just, it's 1995. What is that about Toy Story? Multipass. I don't know what that is. <gasps> oh, Multipass. Fifth Element. Fifth Element. Oh, right. my God. It's oh. in my year. Yeah. See, I thought you. I thought multipass was the name of the movie. Yeah. Uh, I've never okay, seen clues. Okay. Number, four, uh, oh. no, number four is a um, Jim Carrey movie. Liar, the mask. Liar, liar. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well done. Mm. And you won't get this one. Um, the okay. First th- of all, you don't know me. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Tell. G- give me a clue. Yeah. Um, Clint Eastwood, political th- thriller. Uh, ooh. Go and make my day. Political thriller. Is that Clint Eastwood? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. look at you. Yes. Oh. Guys, I am on fire right now. It wasn't Absolute the right power. thing. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. All right. The top five uh, films of 1997. Oh, geez. It was does a Star Wars one. Where Where does Con Air f- uh, follow oh. the year 1997? Ooh. 11. I'm going to go, like, out of 100. Out of 100. Let's do 25. 25. Caleb. Uh... 30. Stephanie is right at 11. What? Right Ooh. at 11. Right. You were kidding me. You're killing you this podcast right now. <laughs> Holy crap. That Ooh. was an ass, guys. Have this drink next it was, week, it was too. The, it was it's to put drink. the bunny in the box. It makes mm. The bunny work. is coming out of the box and knowledge. <laughs> the bunny is coming out of the box. Can you name the top five films of 1997? Okay, we're not going to push our okay. luck right now. Jurassic Park. I will say, Jurassic Park. I, I will uh, say two of them are... In the top weekend we just mentioned. Okay. Okay. So Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park and Fifth Element. Le- the Lost World Jurassic Park. So Jurassic Park mm-hmm. 2. Well, I want to yeah. make sure you're clear on that. Okay. Yes, it's number, number two. two. Yep. The Fifth Element is not. Okay. So it's going to be the Clint Eastwood so it's, yeah. one. It's got to be. No. Okay, oh. then it's oh. going to be the Clint Eastwood. He'd be like, What, what was the other one we mentioned? Hang on. Hold on. I'm getting there. Was g- we Did we already mention? We did Jurassic Park, uh, Fifth Element. Was it this movie? Con Air? No, Con Air was no, 11. Was there was another right, one. Right. Toy Story. No. no. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's it You guessed the film. Yeah. Star liar, liar, no, liar, no. liar, 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 liar. Liar, liar is number three. And that is also from putting Buddy in the box. <laughs> What's Star Wars? Star Wars is that there's a Star Wars on the list. It was okay, a so this is. What? 
it would have been a re-release. Hold on, hold on. Let me think. Ninety-seven. Yep. Jack was born in ninety-five. That's how I do my. Phantom Menace. Mm-mm. That was ninety-nine. Yeah. It was ninety-nine. It, it was a. Re- okay, no, it wasn't. Then that is the. It was um, a re-release. It, okay, I don't know. Uh, Star Wars Episode Four: New Hope Special Edition. Oh. Yep. Number five. So the re-release of New Hope. I get the re-release of New Hope. Mm. Uh, there's two more left. Do you want hints? No. Yes. 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 Uh, number w- the number one movie of 1997. Will Smith. Men in Black. Oh. Men in Black. Yep. I was, was going to do the West. It was the bunny. West. <laughs> uh, number wild four. West. That was the same. Get off my plane. Oh. Snakes and no <laughs> Air Force One. Air Force One. Yeah. Air Force One. The other. <laughs> Not snakes on a plane. <laughs> Get these mm-hmm snakes <laughs> off my. Why can't you say motherfucking? It's the next yeah. okay. podcast. Oh, that's right. oh I keep gosh. forgetting about that. Oh man. Like, I would say snakes Get on a plane, and I was like, no, 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 no. I went straight into it. Also, also Wild Wild West would have been the same year as our previous film. By the yeah. way, Wild Wild West was Which a terrible movie. <laughs> Matrix. Which, 99? Yeah. Because yeah. we, we, we talked about the Wild West. <laughs> I forget. We have done, this is the fourth movie in 1997 we've done. You know, I started writing these down for fun facts in the future, so that the next time we get a 97, I'll know we've done that, and I'll have to come up with new fun facts. So, uh, uh, so we're gonna guess. Uh, no, I'll tell you what. Event Horizon. Right. Event Horizon. Mm-hmm. I just know that for my fun facts. Yeah, actually, I'll let you guess. What's the other two? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, thank, oh, thank oh, you. oh, oh, um, eight that heads in a duffel bag. Uh, eight heads in a duffel bag. Well done. Mm. And there's another one. Yep. Is it the kid one, the monster, or whatever? No. Okay. Out of out of every movie we have done, uh huh, what is the one you hated the most? <laughs> Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> First it doesn't matter which one it is. It's just Star Trek. Just Star Trek. <laughs> First contact came in 97. That's fantastic. So. I like that that's the one I remember. <laughs> like. I, again, again, I know you. Like, you, you what is it me. like? Spock comes off the planet. I don't know. Someone comes. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah, that's doesn't the one, matter. That's the one. Every time we talk about you, like, oh, is it, it gets the planet. And they do the thing. They do <laughs> that's, the, that's actually thing. that movie this time. This, this yeah. is it. Thumb in or thumb out? Thumb out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thumb lung and prostrate. Does it matter which hand? I learned in Cub Scouts you have to use your right hand for anything. Do you have you ever paid attention to that? Does it matter which hand? I was I a Girl Scout mm-hmm. and a Boy Scout. So Were you? I was. On my Jennifer honor, I will like try to serve God, my country, and mankind, and live by the Girl Scout law. Proud of you. Kay. I'm very proud of you right now. <laughs> I have uh, additional fun facts. Ooh. Please continue. I have a whole thing. Mm-hmm. I did some research. Oh, shit. The Con Air program is a real thing. Okay. Yep. I can see that. Cons take over it the airplanes? The no. no, no like you have to fly them places. Yeah. It is called the Justice Prisoner and Alien Transport System. J P A T S. Jepats. Uh, it is the largest prison transport network in the world using uh, uh, f- the Federal Bureau of Prisons or the U- U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement. Interesting. Headquarters in Kansas City, Missouri. It was formed in 1995. It moves more than two 260,000 prisoners slash aliens per year. So this came out two years before the movie. So, so d- yeah. do this they happen? F- and they wrote the movie. Do but they fly the aliens back up to their mother country? <laughs> yeah, they find them. Yeah, I was wondering. Mm-hmm. Th- so like I'm talking about, like if they're Martians, yeah, or sure, if they were Indians, whatever. Yeah. Sure, I guess. <laughs> that would be an interesting movie. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of plane is this, Scotty? <laughs> that it can I'm go gla- to its mother country. I'm glad you could ask. Usually, the airline employs a Boeing 737-400. 
uh, to transport convicts and illegal residents out of the country for, uh, for extradition. Smaller jets and turboprops are also used to transport individual prisoners who are considered particularly dangerous or notorious, as well as individuals in witness protection programs. So it's not a specific one. No. They just use a certain they type, a, usually. Yeah, and they have a bunch mm. of them, actually. It's not it's like yeah. the one they use for everyone. So well, I'm sure that they they have to have so many in their like little arsenal of planes because they have to modify them for the prisoners. Immediately after September 11, 2001, uh, after the attacks, when the Federal Aviation Administration grounded all civilian air services, JPATS was the only civilian passenger carrying air service allowed to continue to fly U.S. airspace. So September 11th happens, we can still move our prisoners. So the event where terrorists take over an airplane makes it so normal people can't fly, but the plane transporting criminals <laughs> can continue to fly. Yep, justice must, must continue. That makes sense. Uh, prior to the existence of JPAS, the air transport of federal inmates, uh, the, the air transportation of federal inmates over long distances was complicated. The process required an escort of two U.S. Marshals accompanying the inmates on a regular passenger plane. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Can you this imagine? Yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. yeah. This posed numerous problems, including dangers to civilians, a black logo. Marshals needed to perform such an escort and high taxpayer expense. I will say I never honestly even thought about it. Like if prisoners had to be transported across so the country. So did you ever watch Lost? I did. So there was a situation where right. one of those people yeah. was being ex- extradited somewhere else and they had a marshal. That's true. I guess so. I've never like focused in on it. Yeah. I having mean, a lot of those. Totally happened. Lost yeah. was great. Lost was the great. Ending. I, uh, don't, the I don't know too much. The airline ultimately improved uh, the efficiency of inmate transportation and made the uh, the site of shackled commercial airline par- passengers lar- largely a thing of the past. For a plane full of 200 inmates, only 12 marshals are required. Marshals are trained with aircraft emergency procedures very similar to a flight attendant learning to protect the aircraft occupants. In case of air pressure, whatever, Do your air first. mask will drop from the sky. Mm-hmm. You won't be able to grab them because you are handcuffed, but don't Just worry about bob it. Bob and weave. <laughs> bob and weave. About that. <laughs> Passengers aboard a flight are restrained with handcuffs as well as ankle and wrist chains, which are doubled or even tripled locked. Those who produce additional danger may be forced to wear additional restraints, such as reinforced mittens uh, that completely isolate and almost completely immobilize the hands, handcuff covers, which conceal the heat keyholes, and face masks to prevent biting and spitting, as we saw in Con Air. Yeah. However, due to FAA regulations, inmates are, are not physically restrained in their seats in any way except the seat belt, which is used during takeoff and landing. So they take everything off while they're on the airplane. Yeah, so they're all they're all shackled up and then and then they just strap them in, but they can't do anything else after that. Can you imagine being the marshal? Like you're already uncomfortable because you're on an airplane, but the whole time you're like, don't move. I would be so don't tense. <laughs> yes, the whole time. Like I mean, like belt. really yeah. tense. One seatbelt. Flight and seat arrangements are made carefully with the intent to separate inmates who may conflict with one another. Members of rival prison games may be transported on different <laughs> days. Wait, to wait, you're not going to put a black prisoner next to someone in the Nazi party? Nope, like one no. white supremacist? Nope, it's not going to happen. <laughs> to help reduce the risk of an in-flight incident. Yep. And Fair. lastly, unlike the practice of most jails, male and female inmates fly together on the same planes. Oh, look at that. They meet up in the bathroom. <laughs> I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> get that mile it's high club. <laughs> it's bacon. It's bacon. I need get it. Get that mile high <laughs> club <laughs> point. There you go. I'm never going to get it again. I'm going back. Have you, I mean, you know, you hear about the mile high club. Those bathrooms are so small. <laughs> it is hard just I to don't be in it by yourself. I don't even understand how that works. I remember flying 
to Japan for the first time, and my oldest son was was not even two yet, and he was still in the pull-ups. Mm-hmm. And having, because we were flying to Japan, it's a long flight, so I obviously had to change him. And trying to change a child, a You'd toddler, a like tall toddler, mm-hmm. in a bathroom the size of, I mean, like, it's <laughs> it's so small. He, uh, like, literally had to change him standing up. Like, I sat, I put him on top of the toilet, stripped him down, stripped changed the, the yeah, yeah, and whatever. But... The thought of trying to have two grown ass adults in a st- in there trying to do things ain't gonna happen. Well, well, I mean, you figured it out. So, like, when there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. I mean, it may not be the most comfortable. Let I'm so sorry. Are you way? telling yeah. me right now you're complaining about it, but you are part of the mile? No, 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 no. I, I no, I, I, my point is. That she had a difficult situation of you know, trying to change her child. And she figured it out. I she thought you were saying she yeah, was yeah, part yeah. of it. Let me put it this like way. If there's somebody on a plane that I want to have relations with. Like her and Jamie want to be like, let's do I can I can wait until we land. I'm just saying if I'm trying to hit a bucket list, <laughs> we hit in that bathroom. I, that's not on my bucket list. But if it was. Yeah. Like if, if no, people if were, were determined. If it were yeah. a thing or if somebody challenged oh, me oh, to it, I would do it. Because oh, I don't back down from challenges. Like airplane bathrooms are kind of grody. They're actually I mean, really clean. Most, no. I mean, but that's just I haven't that's just public bathrooms in general that yeah. are yeah. yeah. I but I have no desire to be on that. I do know that I like I have a friend that her um, boyfriend when they were together flew so right. he could put it like on autopilot and they were in a personal plane. Right. So there are other situations outside of just like commercial travel where you could do that because um, you could just do autopilot. So yeah. if somebody's flying in like a little Cessna, like a little two-seater personal plane. Uh, probably not that personal. I would say like, <laughs> like no, I've flown in those, yeah. like a little two-seater just before. come on back, baby. Watch but, head. But you know how you like drive and you like may or may not give your yeah. person things while you're is driving. Is there a Roadhead. For that? Roadhead is what they oh. call yeah, it. Yeah, there now. you go. Do yeah. they call it Skyhead if you're doing it on the plane? <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying you're a mile? Uh, yeah, no. uh, you're you, part you, of the club you for call, the You call it Airhead. Airhead! Yeah. Oh my god! Caleb! Caleb! Yes. Caleb <laughs> and the bunny is out of the box for Caleb. <laughs> yes, the out of the box. Woo! <laughs> Are you part of the Airhead club? <laughs> I, I, I am not. The times I have flown, it's been on on those planes. It's been for business. I've mm. never, never I've ne- for pleasure. I've never business or dated <laughs> anyone who has flown yeah. a private. A, whatever. I, I don't have a desire to do that. I feel like planes are stressful enough just because you're so cramped. No, you can set that crap on autopilot. But I mean, like in a commercial plane. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like basically yeah. on autopilot anyway. I mean, like yeah. they really are after they get up. Yeah, and they land. They're, they're, yep. they're, it's all like it's like Transformers drive it now. It's all it's crazy. Yeah. Well, there's people there, but it's like it kind of does itself. People are there in case things mess up. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. kind of does itself now. So, yeah. yay. All right. That was uh, a way to end this podcast. <laughs> airhead, everybody. Go get you some airhead. Go get you some. <laughs> get you some airhead. Uh, get you some. Uh, um, and also. I don't know where to go from this. <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to segue my way out of this, and I don't know. Go find Twilight Imperium. And let us know if it took you six hours to complete it. And we and might play that on the show. Yeah. I know. Should. I want to go see if we have it here. Uh, gamers and geeks. geeks. Yeah, come, come down. To yeah, definitely come down. I was going to look beforehand. And also, also, make sure you go home and fix you a bunny in the box. It's delicious. Oh, it's yeah. amazing. And it makes you want pancakes. Or I'm just really hungry. 
I'm really I'm meeting yeah. a, I'm meeting a friend for dinner after oh. this. Ooh. I am not. I am not either. I am going to get dinner too. So this is Scotty saying this is our contribution to the multiverse. Go out and make yours. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Bye.